listening to the November 15th. 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpreted interdisciplinary guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine. At an undisclosed location in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM, I am Nathan Callahan. And I am Mike Caspar. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mahler, Mahler. You know what he's been doing lately? I don't know what he thinks he's doing. He's bar- He's digging for cats, he says. Cats? Yeah, he's digging for cats. Huh. Isn't that what you told me, Mahler? Digging for cats? Interesting. In- digging for cats? Digging for cats? Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> Took him a while to get going there. Uh, there you go. Anyway, this doggy talk right now. New <laughs> DNA research based on a genetic analysis of ancient and modern dog and wolf samples. Hmm. So they took DNA out of doggies. That's hmm. right, Mahler. Points to a European origin of at least 18,000 years ago. Now, this is different. This analysis reveals modern dogs to be the most closely related to ancient European wolves or dogs, not to any of the wolf groups no. from outside of Europe, really? not even to modern European wolves. And because the dog remains used in the research are dated to more than 18,000 years old, it indicates a timing for domestication that is much older than some researchers have previously argued. So doggies have been around. Apparently, they've been around... Uh, uh, start to diverge from wolf populations when humans had to yet settle into fixed agricultural communities. So we were still wandering. Dogs were, uh, you wow, know, becoming div- Yeah, we're coming right up to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh, Mahler's still digging for those cats. I don't know what that is. if correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's so- also. Oh, here it is. This is it. Is this the part that? Yeah, the cat you? thing. Okay. Ah, yeah, Mahler. Jeez. Mahler, the oldest big cat fossil ever found, which fills a significant gap in the fossil record, was discovered on a paleontologi- paleontological dig. We're going to be talking about paleontological things later on in the show, but dig deep in Tibet. Of course, it was deep. It was a dig. A skull from the new species named Panthea blythei suggests that big cats have a deeper evolutionary origin than previously expected. It would have lived between four to six million years ago in the Himalayas. So let me let me understand this. Kitties out uh, have been around longer than dogs? Big cats. Big cats. Yeah, not domesticated cats. Okay. We're talking domesticated cats. Okay. They, uh, domesticated dogs, 18,000 years ago, they started to become domesticated. Yeah. Wow. Where cats, big cats, have been around for millions of years, but that's not... Yeah, yeah. Dog, the origins of dogs. And yeah, has nothing. They to do go with back. Uh, I don't know how far they go back. Hmm. It's silly for me to even guess at this point. It would be. MIT researchers have found a way to boost lithium air battery performance. Fantastic. This yes, is it. Lithium. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Everybody, hold on. Hold on. Hold no, on. this is important. But yeah, yeah, with the help of modified viruses. Lithium air batteries have become a hot research area in recent years. They hold the promise of drastically increasing power per battery weight, which could lead, for example, to electric cars with a much greater driving range. But bringing that promise to reality has faced a number of challenges, including the need to develop better, more durable materials for the batteries, electrodes, and improving the number of charging, discharging cycles the batteries can withstand. Okay. Okay, you got that? Yeah. Now MIT researchers have found that adding genetically modified viruses to the production of nanowires, wires that are about the width of a red blood cell. Wow. These wires. That's thin. Uh, can serve as one of, a, of the battery's electrodes. And, the, and they serve as the batteries electrodes. They could help some, solve some of the problems. So they're going to insert viruses in there. So, so hence the, the whole rationale for um, 
Walking Dead, that kind of thing. Everybody's going to have an electric car. They're going to get into a wreck, and they'll turn into Walking Dead. Exactly. That's how it happens. Exactly. Also, in a major new international report, experts conclude that the acidity, we've talked about acidity in the world's oceans before. Yes, we have. This last week, maybe even the week before. Yes, I'm we're, sure we're every week. Bit, just we're about. a bit concerned about this. Yes, we are. It may increase around, guess the percentage, Mike. It's time to guess the percentage. Guess the percentage of How acidity much gonna, uh, in, the, in, in the ocean. In I'm, gonna the, say, I'm just going to say the for the century. heck of it, 20%. 170. Oh, my God. 170% increase in acidity in the oceans by the end of the century that would mean that marine ecosystems and biodiversity are likely to change uh duh, with far-reaching consequences for society oh yes it's unbelievable economic losses from declines in shellfish aquaculture and the degradation degradation of tropical coral reefs may be substantial owing to the sensitivity of uh, corals and mollusks and all that which means that the whole system goes down. Uh, Crash the system. Crash the system. It is uh, every week here on Weekly Signals, Nathan and I talk about something that if in and of itself is a really bad thing. And yeah. now it just keeps piling upon story upon story about it. It's There's a doc documentary out uh, that I'm, I'm going to be interviewing the director of. Uh, about the Himalayas and Himalayas. And, ha and the weather changes in the Himalayas in the last few years. Yeah. Very depressing stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. At the UN, Philippine Foreign Secretary Albert Del Rosario mm -hmm. issued an appeal for action on global warming, saying climate change worsened the typhoon's scale and strength. Yeah. The one that swept through the hurricane last Friday. Through the Philippines last yeah. year. What did I say? Through the hurricane, you meant. I'm, oh, you're correcting me. I just That's I knew okay. what I'm you meant. You I wanted people I want to, to know that they. Yes, with what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, a new study by Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory scientists show that observed changes in global, that means ocean and land, mm -hmm. global precipitation are directly affected by human activities and cannot be explained by natural variability alone. So they're saying mm -hmm. we did it. Mm-hmm. Increasing temperatures are expected to make wet regions wetter, dry regions drier, and changes in atmospheric circulation patterns will push storm tracks and subtropical dry zones toward the poles. Yeah. So that's not good. Now, now last year it was sandy, right? Yeah. Wasn't that last? That was last year. Uh -huh. And it was, the, it was the latest storm, the biggest latest storm in recorded history for that part of the uh, part of the United States mm -hmm. this year and there'll be more storms of really I don't know what you call 100 year storms whatever they are epic storms blowing through uh, our world now and yeah yeah oh well the Palestinian oh here's one a short one mm -hmm. the European Court of Justice declared persecution for homosexuality to be grounds for asylum I guess okay. that's good news. Yeah, yeah, one one yeah. sense you don't want the persecution. On the other sense, in the other sense, it, they have an out. Yeah, so to speak. Palestinian Authority's delegation of peace negotiators has resigned over continued Israeli settlement building in the occupied West Bank. U.S. brokered talks resumed this year after a three-year lull. We know about that. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. Yes, they were, we were. They were. We were kind of hoping, hopeful. You and I. Yeah. That something would be worked out. Apparently not. Israel has continued to expand West Bank settlement homes, recently announcing plans for some 24,000 new units. Meanwhile, right-wing hardliner Avigdor Lieberman mm -hmm. 
has been reinstated as foreign minister following his acquittal on a corruption charges. He was he's a close ally of Benjamin Netanyahu, Yahoo, mm-hmm. who kept the post open for Lieberman during his trial on accusations of promoting a diplomat who tipped him off about a criminal probe. Mm-hmm. And he was convicted. Yeah. He was yeah, convicted he was of convicted. this. Now he's out. Now he's back in the government. And his return could deal a further blow to the U.S. brokered peace talks. That's good news, huh? <sighs> That's it for international for me. Okay. It depresses me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I believe we covered this last year or last year, last week. Uh, but I want to make sure because I think it's a pretty important one. Um, the Fukushima um, situation continues to be something that, while it's sort of faded from the uh, front page, it's certainly still a big deal. Not here. Not yeah. Not from Weekly Signals. Uh, the regulators have given approval to a plan to remove 1,500 fuel rods from the cooling pool at the embattled Fukushima Daiichi. Yeah, we talked about this. We last did. Week. We did yeah. talk about. Okay, about my bad. The danger of it. My too. bad. Yeah, the oh. reactor uh, could release 15,000 times more radiation than uh, the nuclear bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. No, just my... We were so advanced in the story. You didn't even know it happened. It was just so. Yeah. It was in my head. Like, wow, this would be an amazing story for Weekly Signals. Yeah, and, and, and you were at uh, Weekly uh, Signals <laughs> when you heard it. <laughs> that's uh let's see yeah the, you've you've done it as usual you've done of uh, the um, uh, situation with the greenpeace activists in russia uh they've been transferred yeah. to st petersburg uh while human rights organizations continue to cry out for uh some sort of justice here the husband of pussy riot member nadia told Tarnikova. yeah thank you uh said he has not heard anything from his wife in more than 3 weeks and she's been uh uh transferred uh to uh Mordovia, east of Moscow, yeah. basically about 3,000 miles well, away. Well, the Russians said that she's yeah. been transferred. Yeah, well, okay. That, that, you, yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, just one more thing, too. Uh, the Romanian government's rejection of a Canadian firm's plan to build what would have become the world's, uh, uh, the Europe's largest open gold mine. Mm-hmm. So Romania said... Goodbye to Canada. The plan included raising four mountains and creating a lake of cyanide. I don't know why the Romanians wouldn't want that. No, that Cut sounds cool. Cut down four four mountains and pour cyanide, cyanide in. Cyanide sounds cool. Yeah. Isn't that a good thing? Romanians staged a mass protest against the mine, saying the cyanide was a bad thing. Huh? Huh? Well, they're wow. Those Romanians can't make them happy, no matter uh-uh. what you try to do for them. Uh, you know what is the thing with gold? What what is it? I mean, we love gold, right? The human species seems to like gold a lot. You're asking me why people like gold. Is that the question? I guess. Do you like gold? No. Okay. That's it good. doesn't go with my skin color. <laughs> Plus, I don't like gold. Yeah, I don't I like, gold. like gold. I've never yeah. never really got gold. Yeah. You know why that is a big deal? But yeah. I know it's a metal you can't. Re- you know, there's all kinds of properties involved that make it a uh, a good thing if you want to trade it and make yeah. things out of it. But I just never looks cheap to me. Yeah. I'm looking at gold thinking. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, can I tell our our audience uh, that Nathan Callahan is standing doing the news today and he struck a Lincoln-esque stature in front. I mean, he's standing here looming over me and I feel I feel like he's going to, you know, burst into verse any second here. Burst into verse. Yeah. You can copyright. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. oh, mother, what happened? 
Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, 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 it's time for Mahler to talk about uh -oh. secret stuff. Oh, I like secret stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shut him up. Wow. As soon as you say secret stuff, yeah. he gets gone. quiet. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, yeah. you know, he's thinking about it. The Afghan government abandoned a probe into the killings of civilians after being refused access to the U.S. soldiers linked to the crimes. They're, they've given up. Mm. We've said you can't look into uh, the perps. Mm -hmm. So the Afghans have given up or, you know, we struck a deal with them. Yeah, they're not happy. More bombs. I mean, we may have struck a deal, but they're not happy about it. The investigation it. centers around the disappearances of 17 men seized by U.S. forces in Awardak province. The bodies of 10 of the victims were later found buried near a U.S. military base used by a unit called the A-Team. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that, those they're so cute when no, they kill you people, know, aren't those, they? Those, those, the A-team is not, not out there organizing um, sewing circles and swap meets. No. They're, they're out there to do one thing, and is that to kill a lot of people. The disappearances and killings could amount to some of the gravest war crimes perpetrated by U.S. forces since the U.S.-led invasions in 2001. Afghan intelligence officers have stopped investigating after the U.S. military denied a request to interview U.S. Green Berets and their Afghan translators. And also in secret stuff. That's called the memory hole. Goodbye. Documents, uh, I guess 200,000 documents. That was released. The number of mm. documents mm -hmm. by Edward Snowden mm -hmm. showed the National Security Agency and its British counterpart have spied on OPEC the coalition of countries that controls the global oil market. Yeah, well. Among their discoveries, NASA analysts, or NASA, NSA analysts, they're not, they're not in space not quite. looking down. Yeah. NSA analysts determined Saudi Arabia had released incorrect oil production figures. Ooh. See, so this is almost good spy. No, yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I'm not saying that, We're kind no, of outing yeah. their... Effort. We are becoming the Edward Snowdens by revealing this kind of information. Well, except we never would have known this except for Edward Snowden, but the fact is there well, are... there are, our government knew it. Yeah, there's yeah. good information to be yeah. gotten from this, yeah. no matter where you stand politically, and I think that's, that's probably yeah. true. And also the CIA, the U.S. State Department, and the Department of Energy were all customers for this information, which promptly praised the NSA. They all did for confirming what it is suspected for years. Mm -hmm. The NSA also received permission from the Secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, Ooh. the spy on Saudi Arabia's OPEC governor. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Also, U.S. technology companies, including Cisco and IBM, are facing unprecedented difficulties selling their goods and services in China as fallout from the U.S. spying scandal starts to take its toll. So they don't want to buy our computers. At least this is what the business. Oh, because of, because is it might have a chip in it or yeah. some kind of backdoor way of. Okay, well uh -huh. that's yeah. So. Also, mm -hmm. in uh, secret stuff, on a mission to detect untrustworthy employees, nearly thirty government agencies collected and shared the personal information of thousands of Americans, many of whom had no ties to the federal government. A list of. Nearly 5,000 people was created by U.S. officials investigating two men for allegedly teaching people how to pass polygraph tests. You got that? Yeah. They were, they, these two, they were kind of tracking yeah. these two guys, yeah. finding out how you could lie, mm -hmm. as if they don't already know. This is the CIA. Mm. They have to track two guys, giving away their secrets. Giving away. Well, again, yeah. I, as I've said before, the CIA... NSA, all those, they're professional liars. I mean, that's what they do for a living. You would think they'd be able to teach these people. 
well that they were they were just getting the information on how to teach people I gotcha. they were want to keep that secret yeah they don't want people to know how to lie oh okay because the less yeah. people that know how to lie yeah well the better it is for them job security yeah the list was shared with agencies uh, like the IRS, CIA, the Food and Drug Administration, and the National Security Agency, mm -hmm. who then entered the names into their databases. They're keeping the list in the event that one of the flag individuals submits to a lie detector test for a federal job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even if you just took this test, mm -hmm. just for the heck of it, mm -hmm. I'd take it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. A large number of names in the list belong to individuals who don't work for the government. Some were firefighters, nurses, police officers, Rite Aid employees, yeah, okay. American Cross employees, cancer researchers, and a lot of other things. Okay. Yeah. You know, if I was really paranoid, that would make me nervous. Did you ever take a lie detector test? I have. Really? I took it for a job, a really crappy job. Yeah. I w it was Leonard's department store, and they made me take a lie detector to get yeah. that job. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> So. Yeah, they, 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 they accused me of stealing when I took a lie detector test, <laughs> okay. and I hadn't stolen. So yeah. you know what I did? Huh. I stole something. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had yeah. a clear well, conscience yeah. at that point. I know. <laughs> so I cleared my conscience. If they didn't accuse me of stealing something, I might as well. Why not? Yeah. I hope it's something good. I hope you didn't steal like you know a bag, a a, a bit of honey bar. Oh, or something. it was good. <laughs> yeah, well, it was good. Yeah. I think the statutes run out by now. You know, on limitations on that. But you go ahead. You, you, <laughs> this is all fiction. I don't, yeah, I know. I wouldn't I know. do such. No, a thing. he would. I know that. Oh boy. Oh. Oh, oh man, Mahler. I know what this is. Mahler. Well, Mahler's <laughs> upset that I was stealing. Uh, it's okay, Mahler, really. Don't, don't bark or bite or anything. No, come on. Come calm on, down, Mahler. Mahler. Don't get upset no, no. with him. Don't. Stay away. Stay away. No. Please, don't. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh backed you around. into a corner there what for a, a second. Hard. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah. Hates that. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. And now it's time for Drones in the News. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> At least five people were killed in two reported U.S. drone strikes in Yemen. The victims were described as suspected al-Qaeda militants in the southern province of Abyan. Some mm. Pakistani opposition parties are calling for a blockade of supply lines. We've talked about that. That's a big deal. To NATO forces in Afghanistan in retaliation for U.S. drone strikes. Mm. So this puts that in kind of perspective. There's been another strike, even though they were already calling for, yeah. for this uh, blockade. Uh, and the relationships with Pakistan right now is kind of falling apart, our relationship. Yeah, doesn't seem to be very good. Also in Drones in the News, a search of Lake Ontario's eastern shore has resumed for a multi-million dollar New York-based military drone that crashed during a training flight. So they're looking for a drone. I guess they're doing a land search. That's what they said. But I'd wonder if they were, like, looking for a drone with a drone. Yeah, I would yeah? think. I would think that things have some kind of homing device on them, yeah. you know? Wouldn't it make sense that they would probably have a chip in there that, or like a black box, say on a, on an airplane, that yeah. you couldn't? I would think so. Yeah, I would. I'd be surprised. It was a Reaper, in case you're wondering. What oh, kind. those are those are the usually military grade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the price tag on it, ten million dollars. Oh, yeah. hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's also, not good. Also, in drones in the news, the Senate Intelligence Committee has quietly approved a plan to step up both public and internal government oversight of the use of armed drones to kill suspected militants overseas 
including American citizens. So we say we're going to look into this stuff more, at least the Senate Intelligence Committee. Okay. Committee voted in closed session earlier this week to approve legislation language that would require U.S. spy agencies to make public statistics on how many people were killed or injured in missile strikes launched from U.S.-operated drones. The committee also approved language intended to bolster scrutiny of secret spy agency deliberations over decisions about targeting U.S. citizens or residents for lethal drone strikes yeah. overseas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm just going to go on record once again and say that drones, um, there's a lot of great uses for drones. We've talked about the use of uh all kinds of checking out your crops, trying to find people who are missing. All oh, there's a lot of great things about drones. But flying them into sovereign countries to kill a couple of people, I still find it's that can't be legally okay. I just can't imagine a Canadian drone coming into the United States to kill some kind of separate, some Quebecan separatist that was living in Detroit or something, right? And that seemed like. We would be upset about that. You and I? Well, yeah, a little bit. I would yeah. be upset, yeah. Yeah. So. I suppose. Yeah, all right. What if it's like I found out that you were a Quebecan separatist? You'd have. And a, and a little baby hummingbird drone flew into KUCR. Yeah, yeah. And just stuck you right in the forehead <laughs> with its beak, and, and you just turned blue and, and passed yeah, out. Some kind, that yeah, was it. Lethal injection. That oh. can happen. It could. Yeah. It could. I, I, would I feel yeah. bad? No. Well, once you yeah. found out I was a Quebecan separatist, yeah, I, don't, I, would I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd say so, good. Yeah. I, I, so. <laughs> Secretary of State John Kerry appeared before Congress to urge a delay of new sanctions on Iran. Lawmakers mm. from both parties vowed to move ahead with a measure targeting Iranian oil exports, despite the recent progress in talks between U.S. and Iran and five other world powers. Yeah. Yeah. By Kennedy the way, said targeting Iran yeah. undermines his negotiations. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the administration's position is correct. They basically said, "Give us some time here." By the way, the French pulled the plug on what looked like an agreement between the Iranians, and they call the P five, P five plus one. I think is the the name of the official name well, that's of this a catchy group. Catchy title. It for isn't an it though? But and so they were ready to go. All of a sudden, the French said, "No, wait a minute. We're they they they." Uh, they just asked for something that, were, that hadn't been talked about prior to that. So that kind of, um, pardon the word, queered the deal, if yep. that's the right way to But it. But it put, it put the deal in. The Iranians wouldn't accept it. Now they're going back in a few days, I think about a week, they go back to the negotiations. And hopefully by then they will have worked this out. But the French kind of out of nowhere said, well, what about this? And, and everyone kind of lost yeah. it. So uh, I... Again, I, this is, a, I think, correct position. Let's give this th thing an opportunity to play itself out. Although the Israelis, um, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, is saying this is a dangerous and bad deal yeah. uh, that affects our survival. And, if, and there's a lot of speculation that the Israelis might try to uh, subvert all of this with some kind of military action in the middle of it. And that would not be good, <sighs> in my opinion. The U.S. Coast Guard released plans that would allow wastewater from shale gas to be shipped via barge in the nation's rivers and waterways. This is amazing. Yeah. This is really quite shocking. The proposal is drawing fire from... Uh, Everybody. From you and me. <laughs> along the, uh, and also people along the Ohio and Mississippi rivers who say the Coast Guard failed to examine the environmental impacts of a spill and is only giving the public 30 days to comment on the plan. Yeah. 
to. Three million people get their water from the Ohio River, and further downstream, millions more rely on drinking water from the Mississippi. If the Coast Guard's proposed policy is approved, barges carrying 10,000 barrels of fracking wastewater would float downstream from northern Appalachia to Ohio, Texas, and Louisiana. By the way, there's a huge, uh, we, you, the listening audience, very intelligent audience that listens to oh, Weekly yes. Signals, oh, yes. already probably knows this, but there's a huge dead zone at the mouth of the Mississippi River in the, in the Gulf of Mexico now. And one of the reasons for it is the huge amounts of fertilizer that are put into the farmland that washes back into the Mississippi River, and that algae it creates an algae bed yeah. that chokes off all the oxygen and kills all the fish for hundreds and hundreds of miles in the area around the Delta. Uh-huh. So let's put fracking water in there and see what happens. Maybe that'll kill the algae. Good idea. You know, I think yeah, idea. we're onto something here. A train that derailed and exploded in rural Alabama last week was carrying roughly 2.7 million gallons of crude oil. I think it just happened when we announced when we were on last week. Mm-hmm. When we announced this. The head of the rail company, Genesee and Wyoming, said the train included 90 cars carrying 30,000 gallons of oil each. Yeah, that, that oil dumped into the wetlands, sending flames shooting 300 feet in the sky. Oh, Good. <laughs> wow, fireworks. Oh, no. That's yeah. not. Yeah. President Obama scheduled a meeting today, mm. right now. You're okay. To, talk, to meet with uh, health insurance uh, CEOs mm. to figure out what the hell he's going to do about the health care plan, especially to address uh, the Americans who have been had policies canceled under the new health care law. He said that was his bad. He did say it was his bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Can we say it again? It, it, what? Go ahead. Single payer? Single payer. I was going to say, thank you. <laughs> it is his bad that he did not push harder for at least a public option. Yeah. Had he that gave happened. He that up before it was even out of the shoe. It wasn't even negotiated. He whispered the word. Yeah. He said, he yeah. said after, and I'll tell you who it was, it was that uh, Montana, Bacchus, Max Bacchus, the senator from Montana, who, who said no. Uh, and it turns out he went to work for them huh, after he left the Senate. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, went no. to work for the insurance company. Yeah. yeah. Or pharmaceutical companies. I can't remember. One of those two. Yeah. So there Meanwhile, you go. Meanwhile, Republican-led House, you know, those guys over there, yeah. they're voting today in a bill called the Keep Your Health Plan Act. Oh, God. Which offers a policy change not far off from what the president was saying. Except. Except. I mean, it, there's, there's basically it would allow the insurance companies to keep people on their crappy plans that or they're railing about having wanting to keep because they're not going to go on maternity leave or some crazy thing that, you know what I'm saying? They're, no. they're trying yeah. to, okay, I know I didn't explain that very well. The, the insurance companies want to keep you on their plan that is underinsuring you. It's cheaper. It's, this is, you know what, this is a, a, a byproduct of a society that will always tr- try and buy the cheapest thing it can. Well, whatever it is, where they look for the cheapest price. Well, there are consequences to that, and these insurance plans don't cover you. And if something catastrophic happens, you're screwed. Yeah. So you can keep your crappy plan. I do agree that if you're going to uh, uh, put out plans in, under this government plan, they should cover you for everything that is reasonable. And uh, and not what the insurance companies want to se- yeah. sell you. All right. All right. Meanwhile, House Speaker John Boner mm-hmm. has ruled out a vote on immigration reform before the end of the year and possibly until the next Congress. Until forever. Yeah. 
He would <laughs> said he would not allow talks with the Senate on a measure offering undocumented immigrants a path to citizenship. Remember how they were going to do it this time? Yeah. The Republicans had to do it because they were losing Latino voters all over the country. This was a, a, a lock. They were going to get immigration reform done. That was five, six months ago now. Yeah. It's dead. Republicans blocked yet another of President Obama's judicial nominees with a Senate filibuster. Georgetown law professor Nina Pollard would have been just the sixth woman to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. She is also the third straight female nominee blocked for Republic by Republicans. During debate, Republicans cited past comments from Pollard arguing that re reproductive rights strengthen gender equality. Wow. Yeah, and I guess they didn't like that. No, I guess not. So several the, Democrats were saying we need new filibuster rules, too. Well, they, this of is this. Harry Reid. He's been saying this for two, three years now. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just the, the, this, the thing about this, this particular court of appeals. This yeah. is they considered by legal scholars to be the second most powerful uh, court in only behind the Supreme Court. A lot of very important decisions are made there. A lot of regulatory. This is District of Columbia. Yeah, this is District. I think it's the second um Court of Appeals uh, District. Uh, and a lot of uh, regulatory uh, law is decided there, the stuff that comes out of Washington regulating businesses. And the Republicans are basically trying to starve it. They only have, I think, five sitting judges. It's usually seven, something like that. And they're trying to just essentially kill it um, uh, and um, essentially make it ineffective in terms of reg uh, deciding these regulatory, um, including, uh, by the way, um, regulatory the, regulatory law, including the um, Internet, the um, what's it called? Um, keeping the Internet open and free. There's the phrase and I'm, I'm just blanking out. You know what it is? Yeah. OK, there, this is a there's a case in front of that court that will go a long ways to in determining whether or not the, the Internet will remain open yeah. and, and available to everyone. And this is a very important case. And, and by by not appointing judges, they, they're prolonging yes, the decision. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're trying to play out the string, hoping that, I don't know, Mitt Romney or Ted Cruz are elected president in a couple of years, something like that. Uh, the union of 30,000 machinists in Washington state rejected a contract proposal from the aerospace fat cat mm. Boeing mm. that called for major concessions in return for guaranteed jobs. Boeing had offered workers a $10,000 signing bonus for decades of work on its 777X oh, right. aircraft in return for large cuts to workers' pensions and health benefits. Large cuts. But on Wednesday, the union rejected the plan by a 67% margin. That's pretty uh, substantial there. Yeah. Boeing had previously uh, threatened to move its 777X production out of state in a bid to entice Boeing. Washington recently approved the largest corporate tax break by a state to a single corporation in U.S. history. Signed into law this week, the measure hands Boeing $8.7 billion worth of incentives through 2040 to build the 777X in Washington state. The new package comes a decade after Washington gave Boeing more than $3.2 billion in incentives to build its 787 airplane in the state. So we're giving lots of incentive to these guys. You Billions know, of dollars. You know what? I wish somebody would give me some money, incentiv incentivize me. Yeah? Yeah. To do what? Uh, to build stuff. I would build stuff. I would build, I would build stuff. To, to get money, you have to be a little bit more specific. Oh, okay. You don't say, I'm going to build stuff. I'm going to build some stuff. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I'll get a 3D printer and I'll build stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mother's excited about that. <laughs> build stuff. Mm -hmm. Mike's stuff. Mm -hmm. You want to you buy my stuff because yeah. it's really it's good stuff. Build, build a bomb. No, I'll build one of you them humming. Sell a bomb. I'll, be, I'll build a hummingbird, kind of one of those hunting, hummingbird drones, and I'll have him stick you with a pin. A new study from the American Civil Liberties Union found that more than 3,200 people nationwide are serving life terms without parole for nonviolent offenses. Oh, this is oh, this is of those prisoners, 80 percent are behind bars for drug-related convictions. 80 percent. This these is are life non-violent. These, these are nonviolent non life sentences. Yes. 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 Go ahead, please continue. 65% are African Americans. 18% are white. <laughs> that means so, we're better people, Mike, because we're white. I think. So that's 80. Yeah. So let's do the math. And 16% are Latino. So yeah. so uh, Latinos are better than us. 16 and 65. <laughs> yeah. That makes 81% of the people on nonviolent life sentences. Yeah. Are people of color, which I think, given the percentage of their population, yeah. uh, it seems like a lot. And how many were drug related? Eighty percent. Yeah. Uh, this is a, well, this is the byproduct of the Reagan era. This was in mandatory sentencing became federal mandatory sentencing yeah. became the the law of the land. So we're thirty five, forty years into this nonsense. Okay, now you wonder how these got people got in uh, prison for life sentences. Go ahead, tell me. Okay. Stealing gas from a truck. Well, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Okay, keep on. I've done that. No, who hasn't? Yeah. Stealing. Shoplifting. Life sentence. Well, we already know Depends about your, your. We already know sentence. about your history. Yeah, yeah, right. so. It wasn't <laughs> shoplifting. Okay. I, I just went in there and took it. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't a customer. <laughs> okay. I was a manager. <laughs> All right. Possession. Possessing a crack pipe. Okay. That's life well, in prison. That's, or, that's or, the pipe. It, you know, ha, or you could either become mayor of Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, either, you can yeah. go either way on that one. Facilitating a $10 sale of marijuana. Facilitating, Facilitating. I heard about this. sale of I marijuana. I heard about this woman. You didn't sell it. No, you just said, hey. Here. I, I, know, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I know a guy. And Who hasn't done that? For $10. Uh, and mm. attempting to cash a stolen check. Yeah. Yeah. That's life in prison. And that's federal, by yeah. the way. So this is Congress's responsibility. 63% are in federal prisons. Most were sentenced under mandatory minimum laws, as you were saying. The ACLU says keeping nonviolent offenders behind bars for life is costing taxpayers an additional $1.8 billion. Eh, that, that's that's, that, that's incidental that's to the moral bankruptcy of such a policy. That, that's yeah. just... It's when people talk about it, what a great country we have, and I hear these stories. I yeah. just it makes me crazy. I guess it makes Mahler crazy. It makes too. me crazy. Yeah. It just yeah. it does. It makes me yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's he's going after those cats again. What does he care? They didn't say anything about the percentage of dogs. <laughs> a University of Southern Carolina team of scientists discovered a new species of shark. Oh, now we're talking about Carolina now. hammerhead. I've known a lot of Carolina hammerheads <laughs> in my day. Through its rarity, uh -huh. the new species, Sphirna gilberti, uh -huh. Sphirna gilberti, gilberti uh -huh. underscores the fragility of shark diversity yeah. in the face of relentless human predation. That's what they said. <sighs> we're predators. We're killing the sharks. We didn't discover this one until now because there's so few of them. 
a proposed merger between American Airlines and U.S. Airways won Justice Department approval. That would mean they'd be the largest airline in the world under Pos the deal. Possessing the ability to lose your luggage and uh -huh. charge you more than it should for a... a yeah, yeah, they would also give up dozens of takeoff and landing slots sure at several major uh, airports to lower cost carriers. Mm -hmm. you know, to lower oh, cost well, carriers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that might be good. The pack still needs approval. Well, I think all your travel is... I know. I know. Not all, but the majority of it is is a blowing gas out into the atmosphere yeah. for what? Your own personal satisfaction of saying that you went somewhere, mm -hmm. not yeah. for it getting anything done. Mm -hmm. The PAC still needs approval from the federal district court in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the judge overseeing America's bankruptcy case. If approved, more than 70% of the airline passenger business would fall under the control of four airlines. Mm -hmm. yeah. Welcome to the new Gilded Age, my friend. Welcome. And uh, scientists are struggling to find the trigger for a disease that appears to be ravaging starfish in record numbers along the U.S. West Coast, causing the sea creatures to lose their limbs and turn to slime. Oh, my God. In a matter of days, marine biologists and ecologists launched an extensive survey along the coast of California, Washington State, and Oregon to determine the reach and source of the deadly syndrome known as star-wasting disease. The syndrome that rapidly kills starfish was known before, but never at these levels. This summer, sea stars suffering from the disease have been found in dozens of coastal sites ranging from southeast Alaska to Orange County, California, in one survey location, almost all of the hundreds of starfish in a tide pool were dying from the disease. The cause is unknown. Can I speculate? You always speculate. What do you mean, can Well, you I, I'm going to speculate. May I speculate? Uh, what the mitigating thought here is that it's, been, it's happened before. I'm just going to say, for the sake of it, yeah. given the currents and uh, the movement of the ocean yeah. swirling around the Pacific, yeah. That this is Fukushima, some byproduct of oh, of, of an increase. Fukushima of, paranoia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a new thing, uh, but I'm I'm down with it. What I, about the gyre? What about plastics in the water? Well, it could be. You like that one? Yeah, I like gyre. I'm a, like I'm, gyre. A, I'm a fan of the gyre th theory, but I do think that you're gonna. There's more and more radioactive water. It's just a, a, what, a, a matter well, of not fact. Not too many golf courses in Alaska. I was gonna say the runoff from uh, all the pesticides and uh, fertilizers. Yeah. Well, like you know, com how about a, just a toxic stew out there? Toxic for the, stew. Yeah, for these for these very vulnerable species. Are you gonna talk about sixty minutes? You go ahead. I just think this is a, you know, 60 Minutes considered the premier news show on, on, on television. It's been around for 40 years. And it's generally a pretty good show. But I, I still always, anyway, this is the latest one. The Benghazi story. There's a reporter, oh, yeah. Laura, oh, yeah. Laura Logan, who reported. Uh, she got this it's source. It's not Logan. It's Logan. Oh, you're right. I'm no, I don't know. No, I'm it just, is. You're right. Uh, it is Logan. I, I apologize. I, yeah, yeah, Laura Logan. Logan. I want to get it right. right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was There was a report last month in which she uh, aired the testimony of a security contractor by the name of Dylan Davies. And he offered an eyewitness account, so-called eyewitness account, of the militant raid on the four Americans who were killed at the U.S. ambassador's um, uh, headquarters or quarters in Benghazi. Liar! And, and, and apparently he said, according to Davies, he claimed he rushed the scene and was clubbed by a militant attacker with the butt of his rifle. Liar! Apparently, the FBI, he had told the FBI something very different, that he had actually been uh, in his villa all night, mm -hmm. that, that night of the attack. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
you know, a lot of raised eyebrows. Laura and Laura went on the air a couple of weeks ago, or the week or so afterwards, and said, "You know what? We discovered that the FBI had a different story. We realized we were misled." The this is where it gets crazy here. Um, the uh, uh, the president of the CBS went on to say that this is the worst uh, error in the history of the five decades that the, that the uh, sixty minutes has been on the air. Interesting thing about Laura Logan is that she had given a speech last year in which she said she had wished that we had gone into Libya and with our special forces and exacted revenge on these people. This was before she was reporting. She's kind of play acting here. She may have, you know, she was hoping that this was true, that it would embarrass the administration, all that stuff. That would, oh, this is the kicker. This is the ice, this is the icing on this cake. Right now? Right now, I'm right going to now. tell you. Right now, I'm going to yeah, tell you what it is. Okay. In light of this, and and the retraction by by 60 Minutes, all of it basically saying we were lied to, and this was mis- Lindsey Graham is maintaining his vow to block all of Obama, President Obama's nominations until Benghazi survivors are allowed to appear to appear before Congress. He announced his stance after CBS aired uh, this report by CBS was aired, he, and his position remains unchanged despite the report's retraction. He was yeah. he embraced it initially, saying, yeah. "See, we told you the administration wasn't telling us everything." Yeah, and now, and now after they say it's a lie, a lie, he still says, "I don't care. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi." So. Well, they need to take that through to beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, yes. that's that's you, what this yeah. is about. Is, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, she was Secretary of State. Yes. And had a lot yeah, to do look, with I the mean, decision making. Somebody making screwed during, up. Yeah. Somebody needs to be held accountable. I'm not saying what happened is acceptable. But to this, the, the, the apparently, according to some of these theories, Obama was monitoring the situation, realized it was bad, but didn't do anything about it. Yeah. That it was literally deliberately allowed this to happen because he's a secret socialist Muslim from Kenya. And finally... And finally, Mike. Yeah. It was reported that a Lordsburg, New Mexico man whom police had perceived to be clenching his buttocks suspiciously. <laughs> Who uh, hasn't? Yeah, yeah I know. Come on. You're walking around. And so the now that's are, a crime? Police are eyeing your buttocks. Come on. And they're that's saying, it. this guy, a little bit too tight for our liking. <laughs> okay. He, upon entering a Walmart. Poor guy. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. going to Walmart, which is also. also that makes my butt clench, I'll tell you right yeah, there. That might have been the whole deal. <laughs> Yeah, had, he had filed. They uh, this guy had filed a lawsuit after officers brought him to a medical center, which he was anally probed twice. Oh, and given three enemas and a colonoscopy. All right. Oh my God. All right. All of which he was billed for, <laughs> then released without charging him for the crime. <laughs> 